Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you create for yourself. My guest this week is Anushka Joshi, and she is the founder and CEO of GenZine, which is a global grassroots community for young voices rewriting the future. Anushka is doing some exciting work to amplify youth voices through her work with GenZine. So without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Anushka Joshi. My name is Anushka Joshi. Uh, I currently am the founder and CEO of GenZine, which is a global grassroots media community for young people rewriting the future. But I actually started it in 2018, my freshman year of college as a print magazine. So the project has really grown with me as well over the course of the last four, four and a half years from literally a class project to a full-fledged business and company. And I'm based in New York City at the moment, but I graduated from the University of Southern California. That's a great way to get started. So tell me more about what inspired you to create GenZine. How did you get started with the platform and what has the process looked like over the past few years to develop GenZine? Totally. So I feel really lucky that the project has has been able to grow with me throughout some really formative years of my life. And I think with every stage, it kind of reflects what's happening in my life around me. But it started because when I was in high school, I was impacted by representation in media or maybe a lack thereof. And I knew that 30 something years down the line, which is when I thought that you could have an impact or actually do something of meaning, I wanted to work at the intersection of culture and social change. And in my mind, that meant like being the editor in chief of a print magazine and having it regard social change. And at that time, 2017, maybe like 2014 to 2017, we were seeing this rise of social media, but it wasn't necessarily inclusive or representative or talking of things of substance, yet that was the media that we consumed on a day-to-day. So then when I got to college, I took this course called Designing Media for Social Change, and I was like, this is it. This is the language for what I want to do, and I think that is still a leading thesis of my life and the work that I want to contribute. I was lucky, lucky enough where in that class we were asked to create a capstone project. And so I founded GenZine with two of my classmates as um, a publication dedicated to addressing contemporary issues through the eyes of Gen Z, where we took the theme of gendered violence and showed how it manifested in our day-to-day experiences, whether that was like birth control, access to birth control and abortion, as we're even still seeing today, dress code. I think I already said dress code, whatever. Women in sports, the whole, the whole nine yards. And over the course of college, it was just a really good community project where part of the thesis was if you hand a microphone to any young person, they'll have something to say where you didn't have to dedicate your life to public service necessarily to have an opinion or to have a stance or to have a perspective that was worth listening to. And then by the time I graduated, we had had over 200 contributors from around the world touch the project. And I had also seen a white space in the media industry to better serve young people. So you had like the teen vogues and the 17s of the world where those might be our legacy youth publications, but they're not necessarily reflective of like the authenticity of what like youth culture truly is. And then you have the, and that's like adult journalists talking to young people. And then you had the Spoon Universities, the Her Campuses, the college newspapers where young people, yes, are contributing to the conversation, but it might not always be representative of the depth and breadth of like what we're talking about, you know? 
and then you have what I call the discourse the discourse drivers which might be like the boxes and the vices of the world but again young people are left out of that conversation and so young people are always driving culture and change and I want Gen Zine to be that authentic grassroots community that captures the essence of every generation to come, not just Gen Z. That's such an interesting idea. And thank you for breaking that all down, because, yeah, I think Gen Zine is targeting that gap that you found and have now set out to fill. So tell me more about what Gen Zine has become and what it looks like now. What does the process look like to put together the content for the online and print publications? So... When I graduated, I knew that the campus chapter model was something that I wanted to emulate because call it like cl- clubs on campuses are pretty successful. And that's where young people, I don't even want to say young people, that's where students have a lot of ownership and autonomy of what it is that they're creating. Um, and I'd seen it work for a bunch of other different companies or brands. So when I graduated, we left one campus chapter at USC and then And we had one at a high school in Florida. And then this past summer, we scaled up to 20 to 25 college campuses across the country. And we even had interest from people in three different countries. But it was harder to launch those just because of a bunch of different rules. But it's really, really exciting to see that take off as well. So at the moment, we kind of have these different writers rooms all around the country. And we still have our individual contributor program where we have people from multiple different countries and everyone is focused on producing written content and I will expand on why that is important to me in a moment and then we've you know also like tried to lean into different ways of social media distribution whether that's like short form videos and turning our articles into like short form TikToks or reels Um, we just produced our first documentary and it came out in October and that was based in Atlanta, Georgia, highlighting activists on the ground who are finding solutions also outside of the ballot box, not just electoral solutions. Everyone vote, but also there's some other ways that you can get involved too. And we, of course, created zines, and we still do, and those are our long-form print publications. But I think that the written content, and we've like had an, a podcast in the past too, but I think what we're And what I love the most is the written content, even though that's not necessarily like where young people are consuming the most. I've always loved Gen Zine for the fact that it is young people who are taking the time and their own time to sit with an issue and very passionately talk about it. And I think that writing is one of the best ways to get to know yourself, to get to know a topic really well and become an expert on that. And to also get people to like sit and listen to you when you do take the time to read something like that. And um, I think that is maybe an obstacle that I can also speak more to uh, of trying to reach young people with these really dense topics, but in meaningful ways, especially in the sort of media landscape we are in right now where everything is so short form, such short attention spans. So that was kind of all over the place, but I would say we're rooted in community and grassroots content creation, primarily through written word. I think that's such a good point about different media and the form that journalism is taking right now. And I would love to pick your brain about that a little more because as a journalist, the way that the media landscape is evolving is a topic that I'm also really interested in. Gen Z in particular has adopted 
TikTok and is consuming media in short amounts so quickly that it also affects our news consumption. Can you tell me more about why you're choosing to stick with the print medium for your content on GenZine, despite the short videos and kind of the smart brevity style of news that's become so popular now? Why did you choose to stick with that more traditional media that is print and longer form journalism? Yeah, I think a lot of this also has to come has come from the type of people who are on our team as well. Like transparently, I'm not a huge TikTok content consumer, or if I am consuming short form video, cause I don't really have a choice these days. I sometimes joke that Gen Zine's content would never make it onto my for you page or to my like explore page, just because inherently it is supposed to be so like attention grabby, superficial. Right. And it's interesting because in the business of media, a lot of it is about output and how much you're creating. But there is enough, especially because we tackle some of like more complicated issues in the world or, you know, social justice, social impact related topics or current events. Like we never want to contribute to the noise or to the fear. And we want to make sure that anytime we're putting something out, it is like truly an authentic and new perspective. And I think for myself and I think some of our other, the team members, we are writers by nature or we, and I I know that I've found so much of myself as a young person being able to write essays about things that were going on in my life. And I know that the most impactful work I've put out has been essays that I've written and that people have been able to respond to and engage with. And I think so much of what I care about also is the creators in our community and the writers and the journalists and just being able to give them that platform to also make sure that they feel like their thoughts and perspectives in society are elevated and deserve to be published, you know, instead of just like one or two people being the face of our company and pushing out that content always. So, and there was also a moment this summer where I was like contemplating whether or not like, the most logical thing to do is just go and build a business on TikTok, but that didn't feel right to the ethos of Gen Z and to just be purely short form video. Also, when people are writing these like super personal essays, if that's what they're writing about, how do you turn that into a TikTok created by someone else? Like, I think you lose a lot of the essence of the content that way. And so it was just staying true to our roots and whether or not that makes it the most gen z media company or not it's it's what's true to our roots that makes a lot of sense and i think it's an important point about losing some of the information when you condense it to make a shorter quicker version you may not be doing justice to the whole story and especially to the voices and the people impacted when you're condensing it so much as far as the content that you're sharing through gen z what are some of your favorite or maybe some of the most memorable pieces that have been published I would say an example of like what Gen Z is for is like to be an outlet for expression also. And after after Roe v. Wade happened this summer, um, the overturning of it, I woke up and there were five new articles published on our website. And some of the topics were keep your religion out of my uterus, an ex-Christian on abortion or Web3 for reproductive rights or um, what does post-Roe America look like? There are just all of these young people who had decided that Gen Zine was where they wanted to publish their most maybe vulnerable thoughts or most 
passionate, enraged thoughts because they wanted to get that out and share that with the world. So um, I would say after anything large, like, like a large contemporary event happens, I can always wake up and find a bunch of articles about it on Gen Zine and get a perspective that maybe larger news outlets are missing um, and something that's like more personal as well. I would say that we've grown up with a lot of traumatic things happening to us. And Gen Zine is that place where like our voices can be heard very authentically and provocatively without holding anything back. But there are also lots of happy perspectives as well of, you know, young people navigating maybe coming out or, you know, what they're celebrating. And but I, I would say it's just a place for people to unpack what's happening in the world around them. I think that's a really interesting idea that Gen Zine is able to serve as kind of a sounding board for people to express their opinions and their thoughts. And it just allows people to share their thoughts with others. So shifting gears a little bit, I have one last question for you. Lots of young people, especially high school students, college students, want to make change and want to make a difference, but they may not know where to get started with that work. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening? Yeah, I would say just start, create for yourself. Like you don't need a 10 page outline of what you're gonna do and where it's gonna go. So much of my Gen Zine story which I, and journey I say is like walking around in the dark, just kind of like touching and feeling as we went. When I started this my freshman year as a class project, would I have thought that it would have been my full-time job or that I would have been able to meet like so many people from around the world and do all these crazy things like no and it was only once I had a couple years of experience under my belt where I was able to be like this is what the next stage of it is going to look like um but just start and I think it's also important to remember that nothing is forever and I know that that's like I don't want that to be dark advice I want it to be like create now in the moment for whatever you're feeling because it's not like you have to be, stay with that project for the rest of your life. And, but maybe it'll open a bunch of new doors. And I would say, like, don't overthink it. Just do it. Find a couple people around you, you know, and find people who are passionate about the same things and just get the ball rolling. Start with a small snowball. I really enjoyed this conversation with Anushka, and I'm so glad that I got to learn more about Gen Zine. I think Anushka's last piece of advice about just starting to create is so important. If there's an idea that you've been kicking around or something you've wanted to create, all you can do is try, and you might as well get started now. I think Anushka's work with Gen Zine and the way that she just dove into creating this platform really embodies her own advice. And I think we can all keep that advice in mind because change comes when you create for yourself. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can find Anushka on Instagram at Anushka Joshi to get connected with her. You can also find Gen Zine on Instagram at the Gen Zine to check out the content. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at be the change podcast.org or on Instagram at be the change podcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.